0: पाँच रेडियो और रेडियो रणजीम सुन रहे आप गपशप पर प्रोग्राम हैं हमारी घड़ी में बात दोपहर के दो बजकर छह मिनट को अचाते हैं अब से लेके तीन बजे तक आपका आप हमारा साथ रहेगा हमारे आज किस कार्यक्रम में जिसका नाम बड़े हमने गपशप रखा है क्योंकि इसमें वो सभी बातें जो आज आपकी और दिल में समाएंगे इन सब लेकर हम हाजिर हैं ये बताती कि सबह सवेरे वेरे हल्की-हल्की थी अब मौसम थोड़ा साफ हो गया है लेकिन आज और कल कुछ इसी तरह का रहेगा and um, by the way Saturday Sunday Monday आपके लिए बादल ही बादल छाए रहेंगे बरसात कम होगी but uh, of course, as always, studio is very good because today, as promised, we've got uh, Mel Chaudhary from Simpson, Thomas & Associates, which are uh, lawyers in our studios. Mel, you're most welcome in our program. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. It's nice Why to see is you again. It,
0: oh, lovely to see you too. Why is it that all lawyers wear shirts like yours? Because you guys are lawyers?
1: You mean not very good-looking shirts? <laughs> no, or? not very. No, very good-looking okay. shirts. Um, so I wear the shirts that I do uh, because when my mom wants to buy me a gift—yes, birthdays, Christmas—yes, she always buys me a shirt.
0: She does, doesn't she? So if, oh, if wow. you have
1: complaints, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the number.
0: I like your shirt I think it's very nice
1: yeah and she she she's very practical yeah she asked me what do you need yeah well oh, I always need shirts
0: <laughs> a very practical family in that case yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well in our uh, i must say um I find very few families that are practical in our family too uh gifts are given if you' if you need something um or if you want to go and have a party and then we all go out and have a party <laughs>
1: so it's more about the experience rather than yes. the item yeah That's right. yeah yeah
0: um i was uh, last time when you were here we were talking about um, family law and i wanted to talk about that too but is it okay because i only get once a month to vent uh, about uh, icbc i can talk about icbc as well
1: sure anytime
0: <laughs> <laughs> well you know, ICBC, okay, I will talk about ICBC at the end. How about that? Okay, yeah. So the difference between family law and ICBC is the the current field that you are in, which is family law, does it take more time than ICBC?
1: So things are usually a little bit more time sensitive. Mm. So for example, when someone comes and sees me with a problem, with ICBC, you know, there's a process and it's very similar in terms of the different cases so you start a legal action Mm. uh, you have steps in the legal action and when the time is right you gather the evidence and you can try to settle the case or if you can't settle the case you have a trial date Mm. now with family it's people are seeing you because there's something going on right now that's not good for them
2: Mm.
1: and you can't really wait for that to deal with it so it's a little bit more time sensitive So that's the one thing I would say. Yeah. The other thing I would say is with family cases, they can actually drag on in some ways. So what I mean by that is, you know, initially people separate, and now you've got to think about, okay, what happens with the house? What happens with the kids? What happens with the finances? Let's say one spouse wasn't working, the other spouse was working. Well, there needs to be something addressed there. So right off the bat, you've got to address a lot of those things. But that would be like a temporary thing because down the road everything will be decided so if you if you get a sense of that you know right away you're dealing with a lot of things and then you're gathering documents and then you're dealing with other things on a more permanent basis like division of assets some things will just drag on because even when you're done everything let's say there's spousal support well spousal support doesn't stop when I'm, you know, done with the other Mm -hmm. issues. Mm -hmm. But what ends up happening for something like that is every year the parties are supposed to exchange income tax returns. Oh. And in very long uh, marriages, the spousal support is payable indefinitely.
2: Mm. That means
1: there's no set period in time. Mm. So it could be that, you know, maybe even into retirement, let's say the couple splits up. And when they're even in retirement age, there still is something payable.
0: Okay, so the, the person who's... If both of them are working, then is it easier?
1: Uh, it could be easier. Yeah. Um, so what happens with spousal support is there's different reasons people will get that. So different... Um, basically different explanations as to why they're entitled to it. And it depends on which reason... Will impact how long they get spousal support for. So let's say so one one example would be just need. So you've got this, you know, couple that's married, and um, they break up, and one of them before they break up is on disability, so he or she is reliant on the other one mm-hmm. for basic basic needs, mm-hmm. right? Groceries, rent, all those sorts of things. Well, if they get better their condition gets better and it's just based on need because of her or his condition and then they're able to work again mm. well that could that could make it very much shorter period mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right um, in other situations this is kind of classic mm. you know you hear about the traditional family so let's say the husband goes and works wife stays home takes care of the kids and they have three kids mm. that's a long time yeah right yeah so what she's done is she's sacrificed her own career, yeah her own ability to go out and develop her um education and work experience. Meanwhile, husband doesn't have to worry about um looking after the kids, pick up drop off from daycare um, clothing, feeding, bathing, so he's free to go and develop his career mm-hmm. so not only can he work hard during the day. When in the evenings, if he has to go and market, uh, develop business relationships, he can do that. So if that's the situation, and you've got a you know, a wife who hasn't worked for years and years, mm. well, how is she ever going to go out in the workforce, Yeah. even when the kids are grown up, how is she going to go and equalize that difference between the two of them? And sustain herself. What's that? Sustain herself. That's yeah. right. That's right. So maybe she can go out and get a job, mm. but it probably won't be close to the income that the husband's earning. Mm. Right, because then you're expecting at later in life she's going to go to school. Mm. It's not easy. No. So in that situation, you know, it, it could be for a long time. It could be indefinite.
0: So this this brings me to um, a scenario. So let's just figure that out because I'm trying to understand. You said if the wife was uh, staying at home. If it was the other way around, if it was the woman who was working, had her own business. They had two two kids um but you know it was always known that both of them are not getting along, you know they're just living there because living together because of the kids but one fine day um the husband decides he he's the one who's staying at home and looking after the kids okay um that he doesn't want to have anything to do with the family, but he doesn't want to uh, leave. The wife is making more money. The wife should be looking after him. He, he just doesn't want to work, but he'll stay in the house. So the house is bought by the wife, and he takes the downstairs, and he lives downstairs. And, and she thinks to herself, that's okay. It's all right. It's my house. But, you know, he is the father of my children, so that's fine. He can stay there. But a time comes that, you know, he's becoming too much of a burden on her. And uh, no working, drinking a lot. So so much so that when they had a fight, he sort of pushed uh, a child who got hurt and has seizures and so on and so forth. So she's, she is... Not only working, but looking after the child as well. And the older son is married and gone. But she's got the younger son. She's got the husband. She's got to continue working. She's in her late 50s, early 60s. What are her rights? She wants him out of the house.
1: Mm -hmm. That's a lot to unpack. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of variables. But but I'll try. try.
0: Why don't you think about it? I'll take a very short commercial break and come back. Would it be enough time for you to sort of put two and two together?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. Or, and, and based on some assumptions, we'll come up with some answers. All
0: right. So I, I want people to come up with scenarios like that. And, and let's see if we can, if we are understanding what the law really wants, because it seems like quite ambiguous.
1: It, you know, it's meant with these changes to be a little bit um, more practical and more easy to kinda of identify well what the result would be. Okay. But it's all there's always gonna be grey area in family yeah.
0: law. Here we go. We'll take a short break and we'll be right back if you want to talk to Mel. Uh in the studio our number is 604 280 1200 six oh four two eight zero twelve hundred six oh four two nine nine eight eight six three. I know family law is a very pechida, very difficult uh subject and sometimes, you know, it's personal and people don't wanna talk about it. But, you know, uh you don't have to give your name. Just give your situation, and we we can always try and help spice radio radio and program I give a very difficult or very easy scenario to uh mel family law husband and wife, two kids, one not a responsibility is grown up married, gone, one smaller one, younger one mother's responsibility, mother is working, father is not working. Is useless man who just sits at home, drinks, and fights. So, um,
1: with the spousal support, the big factors are how long has the marriage or relationship been? Like, how long have they been together? Uh, generally speaking, the longer they've been together, the more of an entitlement and the amount. Um, and the other one is, what's the difference in their incomes? Mm. If there's no difference, Mm. well, chances are there's not going to be any support. Mm. If there's a bigger difference, Mm. then chances are there's going to be support. Mm -hmm. So, but the other thing is, it it depends on fairness, Mm -hmm. right? So when you look at the situation you mentioned, Mm. now let's say when the family, you know, when they initially got together, the kids were young, Mm. there's a reason for the husband not to work Mm. right the wife is um, more capable of earning a higher income yeah so they look at it and they think okay well what makes sense Mm. maybe at the time it makes sense husband stays home Mm. takes care of the kids now let's say the kids are much older and or their school age and they're doing everything for themselves Mm. and then the husband still chooses to stay home right and do nothing yes now with that situation if the wife was encouraging him Mm. go out and work you know, we as a family will pay for the expense uh, of maybe educating you, mm. training, then I think then it's better for the wife mm. to make that argument yeah. that, well, no, you can't just look at our difference of income. Yeah. What you got to look at is what you could have earned. Yeah. And if he could have earned more, mm. then they call that imputing income.
0: Okay. That means...
1: Uh, okay, this is what your tax return says, mm. but this is what it should be. Yes, and then the the gap in the incomes is is lower, and then the support would be lower. Mm. So that's one way of looking at it. Okay, wow, that's an interesting way of looking so, at it. So that's an argument for. So one thing about entitlement too is you know there's a case that I came across. Let's say there's no kids. In that mm. case, there was no kids, but the one of the spouses was making a lot more money. Mm and the other spouse had the opportunity mm. they were working but they had the opportunity to go in and, and really develop their career
0: and better themselves
1: better themselves yeah
0: but now, they did not
1: now in that case they chose not to do it mm-hmm. so the court said there's no entitlement in that case
0: so, I your hand number four.
1: so it you know just really so th- those are a couple different scenarios we just talked about right right So now let's talk about another one. So in your situation, you mentioned there was a child at home. Mm -hmm. And the child um, is taking up a lot of time Mm. and the husband's not doing anything. The wife is the one who's doing everything and working. That just kind of adds to that argument that really there's no reason for him not to be out there and making more money. Right. Maybe even more money than the wife. Yes. Because now the wife is, is also have the responsibility to look after the kids. Yeah, that's true. Maybe cooking and cleaning. Yeah. So, you know, you could raise the
0: argument that
1: there shouldn't be Any... much entitlement at all.
0: Keep that thought going. I've got a caller on line four, and then we'll, uh, we'll ask more questions. Line four, how are you doing?
2: I'm good. How are you guys? Fine, thank you. Hi, caller. Hi, I have a two scenario. One is, uh, is there any, um, like, you know, if say husband is not working, wife is working and they want to get divorced, Usually husband is working, wife gets a divorce, then wife gets alimony plus, uh, you know, kids, uh, expenses and all that. Until they are 18. How many, um, percentage do you think, uh, it's a vice versa. If a man is not working, wife is working. The possession of the kids uh, goes to husband, and he stays home and take care of the kids, and wife pays for the money and all that. So, uh,
1: yeah. So really, there shouldn't be any difference, right? It shouldn't make yeah. a it shouldn't make a difference if it's the wife or the husband <laughs> staying at home, and 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 taking care of the kids.
2: Yeah, but uh, I think there's a. Um, very low percentage that uh, the husband gets the possession of the kids uh, mostly it's 99.9% is ninety nine point nine percent is mother so the, uh, the second uh, uh, yeah that 's not equality uh, in my opinion okay. i I know the men shouldn't, man shouldn 't be sitting at home doing it, but if we are looking for equality, then it has to be the other way. The second scenario is uh, that uh, this has uh, happened to one of my known person, um, <clears throat> he has a uh, drinking problem and uh, his wife is uh, uh, not working, but uh, she, uh, he, when he's working, she takes all his money and he has to, whenever he needs money, pocket money or whatever, he gets from his wife. So they have a uh, duplex house, which is uh, two houses together a duplex. And uh, now the wife, uh, kids are grown up and the wife who is, uh, applied for a divorce, which is she's not working. The guy was working, but the only problem he had was a uh, drinking. So now the judge uh, award, uh, uh, gave the uh, possession of both houses to the wife to collect the rent and got a restriction order for for a husband that he cannot come close to, and he's living outside in a car. One, uh, uh, it should be that, uh, he should be getting a, a rent for one house. The wife should be getting a uh, rent for the other house, but uh, I can understand that he, they can le- live together. But, uh, for the living part now, he's is uh, look asking people, uh, to help a mom, um, you know, cause, uh, um, I know he should be working, but um, I'm just saying, it's why a judge would give a, uh both her houses possession to wife not a 1 by 1
1: so uh, in that situation are the kids still younger or are they living on their own now
2: no okay no, they are they are all grown up okay. they are, gone, uh, are doing their own things
1: and they're and they're and so they're living on their own basically yeah okay so there there's got to be a reason the judge made those orders right um, so there's other factors involved. Um, it, it, it's hard to know what it is. Like one would be, let's say if somebody is drinking a lot and they've got a lifestyle where whatever is coming in, they're just spending it away really, really quickly. Well, it might be that the other spouse is the one who's going to have possession of the property making money because the one who's drinking and you know spending the money might not be, they, maybe they can't trust him with that money. So that's one reason. And then maybe the judge did order some split in income between the two of them, right? It's it's hard to know. Sometimes what happens is property yeah. will be unequally divided if there's other factors just to kind of uh, compensate the spouse. So let's say, um, for example, the husband might have incurred a, a lot of family debt and maybe, you know, the family through their assets had to pay this debt. And let's say that debt was just because of what the husband incurred through his own through his own choice. Well then is it is it fair then for the for the wife to pay that debt from the family property? Or if she did that, the court may reapportion the split in assets. So that's just an example. Like I don't know what happened between them, but I'm giving you an example of why a court might do that.
2: Oh I see. Yeah. So, I was wondering, like, you know, because uh, um, uh, it's the same, like, the wife is living in a house. He's not. And uh, to uh, survive him, uh, there should be some kind of income that he should be getting from the house, uh, two houses. There. Both houses probably worth more than $3 million. And uh, and he's just sitting, uh, living on a, off the street. Uh, I know he should be working, but, anyways, if he yeah. decided not to work, but at least he should get a. Half of the rent, so he can survive. But there's got to be
1: there's got to be a reason, right? Like there's something yeah. something we don't know about that the judge took into. Because what happens is, as the starting point, what's supposed to happen is that uh-huh. the, the property is divided equally. Yeah, that's the starting point. But the judge has discretion to move away from that if they need to change things to make things fair overall.
0: Hmm, isn't that interesting? Yeah. So, the the caller is saying. That it's an unfair that the house money is going to the wife, whereas the husband, who of course is not working, but should get something out of it, so that he could continue maybe living the, the his life that he was living earlier, uh, not working yeah, and but you know.
1: And uh-huh. do we and do we know that the debt, right? Like yeah. for example, those those properties.
0: Yeah, are they freehold or?
1: It's not. There's always expense associated with that. So, for example, there's property tax, as we all know, is going up all the time. Um, Insurance premiums, Mm. they're going up big time. Mm. Um, You know, utilities, all these things. Maybe there's old debt on the house. Like maybe the property tax hasn't been paid for a long time. Maybe there's a mortgage. Interest rates have gone up insane amount in the last little while. So maybe this rent is required just to pay all those things. Now another thing that could be happening is you mentioned to me a couple times maybe the husband should be working right. So let's say, um, if in that relationship the wife was the one who took care of the kids when they were younger, so she had to f- sacrifice her career, and let's say the husband was able to go a tr- to a trade school and he's able to build his career. So now, when the kids are up, you know, out and and the parties are splitting up she should be able to rely to some extent on the husband for income because she's the one who managed the household. She's the one who took care of the kids. In the meantime, he was free back then to go to school and develop his career.
0: And vice versa.
1: Right, but but in this situation, we're saying that the wife is the one that stayed home, right? So if she's the one who stayed home to take care of the kids back then when it was needed and she sacrificed her career... And at that same time, the husband was able to go and develop his career. Now, when the time comes where she should be relying on him for some support, he says, well, I can't work now. I'm not going to work now. So the judge could yes. be could be looking through the situation and thinking, well, the husband's not doing everything he should be doing to earn an income. And if he was, if he was earning what he should be earning, then the wife would get support. But she, But he's defeating that by not working. So maybe that's a consideration for the judge. Again, it's, I'm not saying that's what it is, but it's it's a possibility.
2: Yeah, uh, the one uh, question that uh, about uh, lawyers that I have uh, that it's been uh, about seven months that uh, they applied for divorce, and uh, the lawyers keep taking uh, next date, next date, and this guy, uh, he can't even afford himself. How is he gonna pay the lawyer? Lawyers are probably counting in that. Of- once the money is split, uh, the house is uh, sold or whatever, I'll get his money, uh, my money that time. But the problem is that guys are suffering in it this uh, whole procedure. And uh, I can understand the wife who was sitting at home uh, doing uh, all that. But at the same time, husband was uh, risking his life. He was a driving truck. He was risking his life having movement outside, working for the family that he could die any time of the accident. So it's not like he was enjoying his life while wife was doing all that. So I don't know why that is not uh, taken into consideration that wife was sitting at home doing all that and considered to be take all the benefits when uh, the husband is out there risking his life for uh, making family to uh, make a living.
1: That's kind of a choice that they make when, when they're together right? When you have the family at the beginning and you're deciding, okay, husband's going to go and work or the wife's going to go and work and the other spouse stays home. It's kind of a choice that's made at the beginning. And then what happens is the one party, let's say in this case, the husband has the ability to go out and, and make his career. The other one doesn't. So that's why, but it, it, it's hard to know without all the variables, right?
2: Yeah. But I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But thanks for the Okay. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for calling.
0: Yeah, it's a it's an interesting scenario when people are personally involved in it. It it is very close to their heart, and and obviously, you know, um, God only knows what the, the the lawyer and and the judge saw in the whole case to make that sort of a decision.
1: Another thing, like just talking about this and thinking yeah. about this, so <laughs> let's say that you know the other spouse brings a claim; they've got mm. a lawyer now one situation where something can happen that's unfair mm. is that the husband or wife who doesn't you know didn't start the action mm. if they just put their head in the sand mm. try to ignore it yeah now if you do that let's say the other side is bringing a claim mm. and they want to proceed they they want to get on with their life well and you don't do anything because you're so stressed out about it mm. well what's going to happen is the uh, lawyer for the other party will end up proceeding with the case and uh, they'll provide some evidence about what you know the other spouse's income is. Mm. And if you're not there to dispute that, right? What is a judge supposed to do? Yeah, they they have to allow this person to move on with their life. Right. They're probably going to make a decision based on what that one spouse is saying or
0: whatever the evidence they've got. Yeah.
1: So just like what this caller was saying, mm. well how does that happen? Mm. Well, that's a possibility.
0: Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Looks like interesting. That whole break was taken by uh, our our listener, which we like, you know. So do give us a call if you have got a scenario and you want to discuss that. Mel is here till three o'clock, but we also want to talk about, you know, um, what should people do um, if, you know, if you have been. There are cases. I don't know whether you've had this case or not, but just recently I heard about it. Young woman. Uh, brought a guy over from uh, Fiji to come and live here and as her husband they got married in Fiji she came back she sponsored him the minute he landed here he divorced her and he went away because he had a girlfriend and it's the other way around as well Um, so uh, what sort of things um happen at that point. So let's just take a short break and come back and maybe look at a couple of scenarios like that. Sure.
1: Low, one all courier pohonj gya. All thanks to Finex Courier Services. Pure BC may serve Finex Courier walehi, India top courier service, DTDC official partner hai. Pure world make kahibi courier bhajwai, yamangwai, binas dress ke. India ke liye special prices. Up to 5
3: kgs only $115. Up to 10 kgs only $165.
1: Up to 23 kgs only $240. And documents ke serve $28. Finex Courier Services. Services Unit number 4, 12950
2: 80 Avenue, Surrey. Call 604-592-8585. Sunoo Ji, which one of
1: you were restaurant? I was a coffee restaurant. Is there any sign? the coffee restaurant. the butter, the butter,
3: Oh Tasty Planet Indian Cuisine,
2: Vegetarian, non vegetarian, tunduri, goat specials, yaha taki seafood bhi. Bais tanaki appetizers hai yaha. Acha, a bolo, kabum jangi wa?
3: Burnaby me hai, kalhi chalte hai. Tasty Planet Indian Cuisine, pata hai, 78926 Street, Burnaby, phone number six oh four five two one eight four eight five. 521 8485. Aap aay, aap ti paribar kubili Tasty Planet Indian Cuisine. वी फॉर यू का नाम कौन नहीं जानता वी फॉर यू एंटरटेनमेंट के सारे प्रोग्राम्स जबरदस्त हिट होते हैं और अब ये लेकर आए हैं न्यू यर्स ईव 2023 जी हां सरी के पैल बिजनेस सेंटर धालिवल बैंकेट हॉल में अर्ली बर्ड सेल शुरू हो चुकी है $40 per person just jisme huge dinner buffet aur zabardast entertainment shamil hai jaate hue alvida kahe Nay naye saal ka puri family ke 31st december ki sham dali wall banquet hall mein abhi isi waqt phone kare vikas gautam ko 6043770307p
0: spice radio radio rim Jimson sunram kapshab ka program hai ml chaudhari and uh, I, just before the break I was telling you that there are a lot of cases in which probably immigration fraud is committed uh, and in that case does that come under family law
1: That's more um, immigration uh-huh. right because what if I think what we're talking about is let's say somebody's from another country yeah they want to come here so then they get married and then the immigration paperwork is done that's right as soon as they come here say okay. I've got what I need. Now I'm I'm leaving you. Right. Yeah, so for family law, I mean, we can't force anybody to stay with anybody else. Of right? course. To give you an example, sometimes people will tell me, they'll, they'll call in and they'll say, well, my spouse cheated on me. Mm. Um, what do I get for that? Mm. Well, mm-hmm. you don't get anything for that, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, the court doesn't look at who's in the wrong, who's, who's in the right. So in this situation, s- similar, like obviously morally speaking, I mean that's not great. Somebody no. comes and uses somebody to get a visa and right. change their life like that. Right. But the court's not gonna look into penalizing them no. for that. Now where it might come into play is immigration. Yeah. So if if it's if the person all along was intending to enter into a sham marriage mm. for, you know, this purpose, then that might you know, that could maybe be used to kinda undo the immigration process.
0: The sad thing about all this is, and I'm just saying it because we are talking about this in context, is that um, the person who comes here and has had a sham marriage and had no intention of staying with this person, and the minute they get the stamp on their passport that they are entered the country, they say, "Okay, goodbye, I'm going to go. They are allowed to stay in the country and fight the case. Which is, in my opinion, the wrong thing. Yes, they should be right away picked up by security, by police, taken to the airport, ask them to buy their ticket and send back home.
1: i can disagree with you. Why? Okay, well, we're just talking about a situation where it was a, 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 a sham, right? Ooh, the person ooh. did it with knowing this is my purpose yeah what if that's not the case but let's say you've got um somebody that comes from another country yeah they're completely reliant on their new spouse right and the new spouse is being abusive Mm. and um saying well you better do this or Mm. i'm gonna have you deported right I mean, you're by, by doing that, by initially just taking that person that the allegation is made against, mm. sending them back to their con- other country, mm. I mean, you're opening the door for somebody to be able, to, you know, the person who's here, mm. who sponsored them, to abuse them.
0: Okay, so first of all, okay, that's a very good point that you brought up. And I, I think if that was the case, yes, the person who is, this was a, so, the person who is abusive, the one who brought this person into the country, the the person who's come into the country should stay here and fight that case. I agree with you there. Yep. But if it is the other way around and it is proven that it is the other way around, it was a sham marriage, then that person should be sent back.
1: Okay, but that's what you, just, you said if they, it's proven. So, that's the whole yes. thing. You have so to you allow have to prove the process. It. Ah. Yeah.
0: So, the process will be allowed because only because he's staying here is that the only way the process can be allowed
1: it's kind of goes back to that you know what we hear on the tv shows mm. innocent until proven guilty All right,
0: okay yes so you can't assume <laughs> you
1: can't <laughs> you can't assume that it's a, a sham just because somebody alleges it you've got to allow the process to figure out well is that allegation true if someone just makes the accusation it's a sham marriage you know you while that parts being figured out, I don't think it's right to send a person back. I think you figure that part out first, and then that's when um, the consequences. I think can we evolve. should ask
0: our listeners as well. Sure, because I'm totally against that. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you you say that it should be pro- You, you are innocent till proven guilty. And you say, and I'm you're saying guilty. Till you're guilty. You're, you're guilty. You've come here the minute you got the stamp. You're, you're saying okay, thank you, goodbye.
1: There could be other reasons. What if they're being abused?
0: 604-280-1200, 604-299-8863. This has been a case. This has been a, an issue that people probably will be talking about. Let's see what men and women have to say about that. I'm just going to pick up the phone lines. Um, Spice Radio, hello.
2: Hi. I was just listening about this. It the, uh, just came into my mind Uh Hey, um if uh, there's a um, um, fight between a husband and, wife, and um, a wife, and a wife calls um, or argument or whatever, the reason is, the wife says that, uh, you know, um, she calls the police so that, uh, you know, he abused me, he did this, uh, he did that, that, or vice versa. And um, um, if uh, the other way it happens. But uh, the one person who's uh, alleged to be uh uh you know the guilty uh, not guilty but uh, accused uh, please take him to court uh, husband or wife they then there's a court proceedings going and after that if the court proceedings uh, they found uh, find out that the person who uh, made the allegation was a false allegation and uh, it's not uh, the truth that uh you know uh, that person did not abuse the other person so uh after that how come the court does not charge the other person of making false uh then it just uh, finish the case there say uh say wife who calls uh, uh for a husband and a husband uh, um uh, or wife uh they get a uh, humiliated uh, humiliated with the friends or families oh yeah you were arrested. Uh, the police took you. Uh, your your other spouse uh, charge you for this and that. The whole nine yard. But at the end, when he's uh, proven innocent, so how come the court does not uh, charge the other person making false uh, allegation?
1: Collard, do you remember there was actually a pretty famous case where that issue came up? So it wasn't about um, abuse, uh, domestic violence it was the mayor of uh former mayor of surrey do you remember that there was an allegation that he made that somebody intentionally uh ran over his foot and with a vehicle and then afterwards there was some discussion about the police or the crown looking into um that being inaccurate remember that Something, yeah, something yeah. along those lines. Like I, And I don't know whatever came of it, but, you know, that's kind of a situation. He was not charged. He was not charged. No. Okay. So that, you know, that's, <clears throat> and that was in the news, right? So that's kind of a similar situation where something like that can happen. But whose decision is it? Well, it's the Crown's decision. So it's the government's decision, the prosecutors. They decide whether, uh, you know, there should be a, a charge brought forward against the other person. And I think it's... It, it, basically, it's like mischief. If you're using... You're calling the police over something and you know it's false, it, it's pretty much like mischief. That's what uh, the, the allegation would be against the other person. So you have to... You know, you'd have to take your case to the, to the government. To thank you,
0: caller. Okay, thank
2: you. Thanks.
0: Yeah. Uh, in the case of Doug McCullum, you know, that was the case that you, you were referring to. Um, he... He was not charged for mischief.
1: Yeah, and then yeah. We, you know we don't know what the yeah. evidence was, right? That's right. So um, we can't really comment on that. Right. But um, that's just an example of of what was happening in the news at the time about mm-hmm. uh, you know his allegation, and then there's an allegation
0: the other way as well. So I I still need to to hear from our listeners as to uh, the scenario that um, Mel and I are discussing, Mel is saying that a person is. Uh, innocent until proven guilty, and I'm saying that if, if a case in which a woman or a man, for that matter, comes into the country on false pretenses, and then uh, wants to stay here and it's a sham mar- marriage, then why is that person allowed to stay in this country to prove that he is? This is not a sham marriage, and and fabricate some. Some different. You know scenarios, so six zero four two eight zero twelve hundred six zero four two nine nine eight eight six three. Well, this is the last commercial break I'll take, and then we'll continue talking.
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: Spice Radio, Radio Room, Jim Sundari, Gup Gup program. Mel Chaudhry studios. Mel, I promised our listeners that we will touch um, on ICBC as well. Yeah. So um, the. The cases that ICBC had prior to, I think, was it April 2019? That's one change.
1: One change. One then, change was April 1st, 2019, and, then and another one was uh, May
0: 1st, 2021. So after May 1st, 2021, it's been no-fault insurance. That's right. So 2021 to 2022, 2022 to 2022. So two whole years, they have not had to pay any money to anybody for a whiplash or an accident.
1: For, for new accidents, but they're still paying because of the older cases, right? Right. So, um are they,
0: are they are they being um, abrupt about that, or are they bending over backwards to pay?
1: Um, you mean in terms of how they're handling yes. the older older yes. cases? Yes. I, I don't know if there's much difference. You know, I'd say it's pretty similar to how they were handling oh. it before. Um, so, I don't think there's much of a difference there. Okay. Now... You said it well. They're not paying anything for for these accidents. May first, twenty
0: twenty one. Yeah, I meant uh, um, um, hard cash to people, for example. Right
1: there, there are situations
0: where they may pay something. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, well, they would get their. uh, They would help them with. you know, kinesiology or physiotherapy and all that. That is all paid for. I know that. Yeah. But not a lump sum to them. Oh, poor you. Whiplash. Here is $5,000. No.
1: In, no. Ver- in very rare cases, mm. <laughs> they will still pay a lump sum. Okay. But I'm talking about, you know, pretty serious cases, Very right? serious
0: cases. Okay. Ring, Jim, hello. Oh, the person hung up. Okay. Uh, not to worry. Um, so, in... you being, because you had dealt with ICBC for a very long time. Is the government saving a lot of money because they're not paying at the moment? I mean, I, I'm not putting you in a, in a spot by you answering that question, am I?
1: No. They Like, logic would suggest they have to be saving a lot of money. Yes. Like, how could they not? Yes. Like, it, everyone at home could probably attest, to, you know, can think about what are they paying for insurance premiums. Mm. And it should definitely be lower than before. Right. But it's still not a small amount. No. Yeah, it's not a small amount at all. I'm just thinking in my own mind, you know, yeah. paying the insurance premiums. It's it's more than what you would think it would be. Yes. For for what we're getting, right? Right. And by that I mean, what are they paying out for settlement claims? Mm. So they they must be making, you know, more money because of that. I mean, it, I would I I couldn't see how that wouldn't be the case.
0: Right. So I, in my devious mind, am thinking that they've been saving money on that they've been saving money on a lot of other things and they are not they do send $53 or $23 or $27 checks to people but that comes from federal government or does it come from provincial i think uh, there is climate change checks coming in but no icbc checks coming in at the moment
1: i don't remember any coming in no um, anytime soon maybe before the election they'll start right. sending sending them
0: I think next month, next year. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're saving their money for next year anyway. Yeah. Um, so if anybody um, is in a is involved in a minor car accident, no need to call a lawyer, right?
1: Yeah. So you were, you know, and I just wanted to bring this up because, you know, a lump sum payment. Well, what happens if it's a catastrophic injury? Mm. I mean, we're talking about, you know, serious brain injury or paraplegia where you need you know care all the time mm. then there's there's a catastrophic injury payout mm-hmm. right you can get something like that in the form of about 200 and i think it's about 250 to 275,000 something around there okay now if you've got a serious injury where it's going to cause you a permanent impairment right that means you're not going to be able to do Everything that you should be able to be doing on a daily basis, mm-hmm. then what happens is they have a f- really f- a formula which isn't easy to follow. Okay. Um, so if you've got a bunch of different injuries and it's going to be permanent, um, they have this formula that you kind of put everything into, and you could get a percentage. Right. Of uh, I think the percentage is of one hundred and fifty thousand, okay. roughly thereabouts. Mm. So that's what you can get for the permanent impairment award mm-hmm. you're not you know chances are you're not going to get the full amount mm. you're going to get a percentage of that based on a calculation
0: okay yeah so the calculation is done by their lawyers
1: uh, not by lawyers but mm. by their administrative people okay so if you have ever made a claim to WorkSafe bc you mm. know normally we, sometimes people call them wcb mm-hmm. it's not lawyers that are making the calculation mm. you send off the information to a particular department mm. And then the adjuster will say, okay, this other department has made the calculation of permanent impairment.
0: Now, for our listeners who might have had a case that is lingering on with uh, ICBC, can they at that uh, right right now, because the cases are not being heard or they are being heard very slowly, what is the protocol? Can they change their lawyer in mid uh, negotiations uh, or, or not? Yeah, they, they can.
1: And, and typically what what happens there is the lawyers will figure out a split in the fee. Mm. So it doesn't really affect the client. Okay. But that being said, I mean, you should always try to work things out with your own lawyer. Right. Right. And try to make it work because they know your case. And, you know, most people don't like to take cases from other people. No. But, of course, certain times, if it just doesn't, it's not working out and... um you know, you, you need to do that, then of course. I mean, I've, I've had cases where I've taken on right. cases from other lawyers. But, right. you know, I just encourage people to always try to work it out with their own lawyer.
0: And if people are uh, frustrated uh, about the outcome of whatever is going on, can they uh, at least call you and, and sort of, you know, give you a scenario and see if you could you know, in any way help them?
1: Yeah. So, you know, like even for family law, like right. normally what I do because there's you know, so many calls that come in. Hmm. I I'll, I charge a fee for even an initial consultation. Right. But as we've talked about on your show, yes. if anybody uh, hears about me through um, Shishma's show, just give me a call and let me know you you know you heard about me through through the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I won't I won't charge for that initial consultation. Okay. We'll have a and for personal injury, it's fine. Even for family law, though.
0: Okay, for both
1: of them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: ICBC, or for family law. That's right. Uh, I think there is a caller, and this will be the last caller that we will take. Line four, how are you doing? Yes, hi. Good afternoon. Hi, caller.
3: Uh, Quick, quick question. Um, So let's say we have two jobs. I work two jobs, and um, I get into a car accident. Um, I did get into an accident a long, long time ago, and they only considered my income. The first income is that not not right
1: how long ago was the accent color
3: this was uh at least uh eight years ago
1: oh no they should definitely uh have considered both both incomes right and what happens is like for example i know i have some cases where people have no problem doing their day job right because it's uh an office type of job Mm But then they've got a second job, which is more physical, maybe working security or something along those lines. And if they can do one job, the day job, but they can't do the you know part-time job, I definitely would make a, cl- I make a claim for the part-time job too.
3: Right. And that's about how it happened because, um, you know, there's stress on going back to work in your regular job as well, right? Yeah. Because you if you can, so basically what I was told was, oh, you have this job and you're going to this job and then... You're going to the second one, but you cannot. Um, be, sorry, let me get my thoughts together because it has been a while. But I just quickly called you. But anyway, um, I thought that was probably not fair because yeah. I mean, I'm paying C, uh, all my insure, uh, you know, my EI, etc., etc. All that is gone out of there, uh, CPP, etc. All the taxes, let's put it that way. And so I believe that that has to be considered. The, Have you the already? Why I'm working two jobs, right?
0: So Have you already settled your case? all been done it was,
3: yeah. it was, it's pressure all the way around it's like you have to go to work you know why are you home and go to the doctor all those things so I, I do realize that now things have changed uh, but having said that you know you get caught in this and yeah can I just add one quick thing it's nothing to do with uh, only to do with ICBC true but is there any reason that our infrastructure doesn't allow for filter lights to stay on all the time especially with the accidents that happen turning left. I'm just going to keep it there. It's just that law is in your wheelhouse, so I'm just thinking it's, it's so unfortunate that we do not. Like we have a filter in our area we live in, for example, in our intersection we have. After 5 o'clock, the filter closes, or 6 o'clock or something odd like that. What's the purpose of
1: that? So, Caller, I'm, what, what do you mean by filter light? Oh, mean uh, like a left-turning
3: signal. Left-turning Oh, left-turning yes. signal. Yeah. I mean, there's an arrow. Yeah. We all go, we're done. You know? yeah. There's so many accidents, but that's neither. I'm sorry, I just had to bring that up for the venting.
1: Yeah, you know what? There's so many plate intersections where you think that things could be done a little bit differently, right, Very to, much to lessen so. the likelihood of an accident. Very so much. the only way to change that is send, send you know call the government, call the city, um, send a letter, and if enough people do that about a sp- specific intersection or area, yeah. then chances are that you know, and many other change. things, right? Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: I'm definitely taking Shushmaji with me, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure We, get, we sure have get. a couple of events we want to do. I know we do yeah. that. Okay, thank, you thank you so you.
0: much. Thank you so much. Thanks for the call. Right. Uh, that was an interesting one, Mel. Thank you so much for, for coming by, and we are inviting you again next. Next month.
1: Sounds good. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for having me.
0: And if people wanted to talk to you.
1: Six, uh, yep, they can call the office at
0: 604- 604- 689- 689- 604 689 8888 With that, we come to the end of our show. We'll be here tomorrow. ji, she is a tarot master or stay tuned for the Drive Home Grind with DJ Flight right here on Spice Radio and your requests with Newton on Radio Ramchand.